0: Non-rock a must stop. I don't want to rock the boat. I want to sink it. Are you going to bark all day, little doggy, or are you going yeah, <laughs> to bite? Delusional. Yeah, delusional. Yeah, delusional is okay in your worldview. I'm an animal. You don't chastise chickens for being delusional. You don't chastise pigs for being delusional. So you calling me delusional using your worldview is perfectly okay. It doesn't really hurt.
1: <laughs> she hung up on me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's a joke pastor
1: when we have the real message of truth we cannot let somebody say they're speaking truth when they're not
0: Black bears weigh between 2 and 500 pounds. Brown bears weigh between 300 and over 1,000 pounds. Black bears run away from you, brown bears run at you. When attacked by a bear, simply lie still on the ground, cover your face and head with your hands. When the bear is finished batting you around and mauling you, contact the U.S. Forest Service. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Pastor Luke Pearson the
1: Bears roar.
3: Welcome to Apologia Radio. This is the Bear hosting today. Jeff, Jeff is, is gone. He's taking some much needed time off.
2: That means we just get to party all day. That's right. So we also gave... All uh, day long party.
3: We, we gave uh, Joy... stop Joy and Jerry party. some time off as well. So they didn't have to come in today. So it's me and Marcus... What's and, up, man? And for the very first time in our new studios, the one and only Grammar Malone. Hey, what's
4: going on? Good to be here, people. What's up, oh, man? What term
3: of Sorry.
4: So, wow, everyone really does have the day off. Yeah, so even me. Even right Marcus. Right now,
2: at this very moment, I have the day off.
4: You're broadcasting from your uh, hammock.
2: I am. Right That's on. Nice are you uh,
3: are you periscoping this, or we just did the other thing?
2: no dude we just periscope like the okay. Periscope stuff I like, don't know we're yeah. trying
3: this new periscope thing periscope
4: <laughs> man heck that sounds a little uh, stalker-ish follow us
2: on periscope at Apologia yeah, it Radio does sound doesn't and it? you'll see us acting like we don't know what periscope is <laughs> and like just playing around and like holding the camera cause we don't realize like we're <laughs> recording it's great it's great you should definitely Marcus does not like periscope. stuff
3: of it's not professional I don't that's why we pay him the big bucks make it professional <laughs> that's right so um, I gotta tell you, right now I really feel like I'm living like in the, uh, e- like through the plagues, plagues of Egypt. Because of uh, I'll the, tell you why. So like I've right. had, if you've been listening, been having a lot of trouble with my AC lately. Oh yeah, I heard. I had to stay in a hotel last week because the compressor went on and all that. It's still not fixed. Oh. I'm still waiting a phone call. It's supposed to be coming today. There's like another blockage in the coils or something. So my house has just been like super hot. Like all week, it won't cool down. And then last night, um, we found two scorpions in the house. Oh, which that's that's like the fourth and fifth of the year, I think. And do not I, put your shoes on without checking them well, first. Well, just wait. So I do. I I spray and stuff all the time. Like did the earth. Like all this different stuff. Like I've done everything I possibly can. And so we saw one last night, and then I killed it you know whatever and we're like all right this is crazy so then i go to bed and i'm laying in bed about mm. to turn the light off like i'm not asleep yet I'm about to turn the light off and i feel something on me and there is a baby scorpion crawling on my belly
1: Ooh, doggy.
4: yeah i like jumped up and screamed like a girl's like ah! how do you know actually that you said it was on your belly right yes how do you know you were not giving birth stop it vocab stop it <laughs> i'm just saying stop it it's a possibility. You go gotta home. consider everything. Go Dude,
3: I was freaking out, man. I, so, anyways, we killed it, but then my wife, you know, she didn't sleep. I didn't sleep, so I'm exhausted and like laying awake all night dreaming of scorpions. But we have a seven month old. She's starting to almost to the point where she's crawling. She's on the floor all the time. Right.
4: Anyways, I hate scorpions. That's no joke. So, what's your favorite way to kill them? <laughs> Any way I can. <laughs> Actually, I go out like every night, anyways, with the black light and a mm-hmm.
2: little
3: tiny shovel. I usually go out every night just to look for them because I'm killing them all the time. You go scorpion hunting? Yeah, I do. And guys,
2: those are God's creatures. You're oh, talking about mercilessly. You ain't seen again. one yet, son. Uh, <laughs> what yeah, is so wrong with you? I don't. But mm-hmm. I haven't
3: been seeing that many. So like, I don't know. All of a
4: sudden, like are the house is infested. You can set them on fire. Oh, that sounds like fun. I'm just saying. I mean, you got to kill them somehow. I'll usually. I have my shovel. I'll just smash them. Oh, just a little. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that works. Their exoskeleton cannot withstand firepower of the, that magnet. All right, but you're
2: never going to be invited back ever again.
4: I'm not saying I do this sort of thing. I'm just concerned about my uh-huh. brother. Aren't we going to be talking about Christian love today? <laughs> yes. Love your neighbors yourself. I don't want to get bit by a scorpion, do yeah. you? So. No.
3: no, not at all. Yeah.
4: Anyways, so,
3: uh, yeah, we need to get rid of the pharaoh or something because his, his heart's hardened.
4: That's why they're scorpions? I guess, I don't know. Next time I have because frogs. Because and... you chose to live in the desert, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, anyways, um, just because
2: you can turn a garden, a desert into a garden, doesn't mean it's a good idea. Yeah. Through that. There you go. that's that. what I've learned in Arizona so far. Isn't?
4: Wouldn't that be like part of post millennial? Uh, like no, that would, was very post millennial. or
2: Yes. Turning deserts into gardens. Uh, yep. That's what Jesus does. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to Apology vocab. Hey. Where we to, talk about hopeful things. Good to be here. <laughs> All right.
3: Yeah. Okay. Scorpions are not hopeful. When are we going to take dominion over scorpions? I That's talk about I hopeful to
4: things too. I hope post-millennials will interpret scriptures better. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did I say you're never
2: coming back again? Did oh, I say that? I thought grief. I mentioned you're
4: never coming back again. I just got to show that okay, there's diversity. Sure. diversity. Diversity. Yes, there's a little bit of diversity. I really love. Yeah. Hopefully you didn't lose two people on Periscope because they can't handle <laughs> diversity. <laughs>
2: I'm sure we lost about seven.
3: Yeah. So We only had 12, and then 10, and then 11.
2: And they were probably all kinest. So Will you now we're, leave we're two?
4: Where else would we go? <laughs> That's the end of John chapter six. For those who don't, who's aren't real Calvinists yet, and don't know what happened there. Sorry. Okay. So, uh, so, so
3: moving on, we want to talk about uh, the the behind the scenes Star Wars.
4: You want from to talk Comic-Con. about this? Let's begin now. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> that was that was great, wasn't it? Yeah. All right. So you're the one who picked the topic, although I must actually, say... actually Marcus picked it. Okay, Marcus picked it. I must say. ...that I distinctly remember one of the first times you and Apologia made fun of our radio show. You said, I don't know, uh, Pastor Bob and a couple of Star Wars nerds. And since that time, I've noticed a steady increase of Star Wars talk into the Apologia diet. Probably. And you have a Star Wars shirt on I right do. now. I am wearing it. So I'm on. just kind of wondering what's happening. And I'm now on Apologia speaking about Star Wars. So I don't know. I don't remember saying that. It seems like Star I believe Wars I said it. is hashtag trending.
3: <laughs> you yes. know? I'm sure it is. Yeah. Uh, from you're not you're not helping your case stay on our show. I can tell
2: you that
1: much.
4: Hey, it's all right. It's well, we
2: got seven million views on this new YouTube trailer, which I think is really awesome. Seven million? Are I you think s- it's already up to seven million. That's amazing, actually. Yeah.
4: Wow, I didn't know that. Wow. Cool.
2: And so, um, it's great because it shows behind the scenes stuff and it shows. The practical effects that are going to be used As opposed to just throwing all the actors in a green screen room for six months and making a movie
4: Yeah, so there was uh, a release of not really a trailer But that little behind the scenes vignette, I guess you would call it Mm -hmm. That was released at San Diego Comic Con Mm -hmm. SDCC for those in the know Did you go? You didn't go, did you? No, I've never been to San Diego. I don't even know if I ever will. It's too uh, Hollywood. I I prefer the Phoenix Comic Con. It's a little more homegrown still. Yeah.
2: All the weirdos are still at the Phoenix one. That's what you're saying, right? Yeah,
4: but they're they're weirdos from the block. So, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? (laughs) So I prefer that right okay but so they they show this little vignette and it, first of all it's beautiful it starts out being narrated and voiced by mark hamill mm-hmm. who's luke skywalker for those of you who don't know also joker he does the famous joker laugh from the, yes. the cartoon series yes. and it just makes a point to prove what you were and saying mark you said yes and the trickster it's true do you think that mark Flash. hamill
2: is more known for star wars or his joker star wars
4: Star Wars just because of Star Wars. And it's not just a voice, too. It's his whole, like, you know, visage, okay. as it were. Because,
2: like, every time I see him, I don't care if he says anything from Star Wars, but I want to hear the Joker
4: laugh. Mm.
2: You know what well, I mean? Like, it's like, ah, eh, Star Wars, okay, but get to the Joker laugh.
4: Right. You just want the punchline. I well, just want the
2: punch. <laughs> well. I am that guy.
4: Yeah. Well, I don't know. I wonder how many people would uh, follow you on that, but, hey. Dude, these are this is beautiful by the way, this, this music awesome. in the background. <laughs> but so they show this and they made a point to to show how everything's gonna be more grounded. It looks dirty again. It's not mm-hmm. it's not flashy, shiny, silvery, you know, glimmery, you know, all of that stuff. It looks a lot more dirty, a lot more grounded, a lot more rustic, a lot more realistic. You've got TIE fighters that are, you know, crash landed on the surface of Tatooine. It looks like all burnout Star Wars wreckage. I mean, who can't like that? And it just looked good. However, i read in the wall street journal that batman versus superman still trended higher it's kind of interesting mm. 2.7 million social media engagements for the new star wars vignette 7.15 mil but this is this is as of july thirteenth, so this is slightly outdated but uh for batman versus superman and i think it's because batman versus superman had a full-out trailer
3: yeah and it was pretty epic too yeah is I... that, what is that you? What was that you had in your hand? The
4: Wall Street Journal.
3: What, what is that? Is that is that a
4: newspaper? You don't know what the Wall Street Journal. They still is? have newspapers. The Wall Street Journal is. I know what Wall Street Journal is. For people who don't want to read the USA Today. <laughs> I just didn't know they still had physical copies yes. of newspapers. Uh,
2: is it? Does it have ink on it? Like actual ink on it?
4: Yep, it does. Not
2: like e-ink.
4: Version? no it doesn't wow well, well the way i got it is i walked outside one day and they just started showing up at my doorstep so i actually don't know why i received <laughs> the wall street journal <laughs> it happened about two weeks ago I'm trying to get you hooked and someone started sending me golf <laughs> magazine it has my name on it and everything it says golf so i i didn't know so, you liked golf someone thinks i'm a middle-aged white guy republican because they're sending me golf magazine and the wall street journal the pastor bob sending the golf magazine i don't know but i've never golfed in my life literally that's not an exaggeration i played putt putt only yeah but i mean so what else do we want to say about the trailer marcus i mean well the vignette for the star wars behind the scenes well, i just thing. want
2: to say that i'm really excited that they're using they're placing so much emphasis on practical effects Cause that's like a big deal. I don't think people still understand like practical. I I believe I'm a firm believer that practical effects are always better than CGI. That's
3: what we use here at Apologia.
2: We, practical,
3: <laughs> practical effects.
2: Uh-huh. Everything we do at Apologia Radio, I guarantee you, is practical, is practical <laughs> effects.
4: Part of the appeal of practical effects is because when you watch a TIE fighter, say, blow up on the screen, you know that somewhere in the real world, a little tiny TIE fighter actually got blown up. Yeah. That's exactly correct. That yeah. is a beautiful thought instead of, oh, someone just hit delete on a cobra, you know, computer program. They oh, bro, have, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm that sorry. That's already audience Hey, G.I. Joe was also at San Diego Comic-Con, just so you know. They also did some reveals. There's going to be a a team-up next year of G.I. Joe and Street Fighter comic book miniseries. Oh, wow. Which is kind of odd, but kind of interesting. So that was one of the reveals for G.I. Joe, but I'll stay off that for a second. (laughs) They also did a little Lego set, but it's called Creos, which are Hasbro's answer to Lego, of Sergeant Slaughter. That's awesome. It's freaking awesome. Look it up online. He was one of my favorites. Yeah. I mean, he's great. Yeah. Eddie's disease <laughs> That's one of his lines he says in uh the G.I. Joe cartoon. Eddie's
1: disease
4: <laughs> That's a real line we always we always quote in the G.I. Joe circles. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Okay. I bet you guys have all kinds of fun in those little groups. So so back yeah, to we park, do.
1: So
2: back to practical effects. Yeah. So I saw the like new, our green screen. I saw mm-hmm. the new Jurassic Park. Jurassic new, World. The, yeah, well yeah, Jurassic World. And I did, it just didn't move me. Like everyone was like, Oh man, it was awesome, it was great, and it made all this money like in the box office. But, like, it just didn't have the same emotion that the first one had. Like, there's something about that scene, and you got the score playing, right? Like, and, and it's, it's the, the the anthem for Jurassic Park. Yeah. And then they're in the back of that Jeep, and, and he turns her head, and you look and you see these giant brontosauruses that still look amazing. And I saw it in theater theaters a few years ago when they re-released it in 3D, and it still looked amazing, even though that was a CGI scene, it still looked really good. And now I feel like the CGI scenes are just kind of rushed and put together because they can do it really quickly, but they don't put a lot of time and energy into it like they did that one. Sorry, man. No? For I real? thought I I the, thought the end that?
3: scene. I thought the end scene was pretty epic. The All big right, battle. Which is
2: which is better, Jurassic Park or Jurassic World? <sighs> you have to think about that. Are you? What is wrong with you?
3: Uh, I I didn't What is wrong You don't have to think about that question man I'm thinking about how I'm going to respond to you (laughs) I was going to say Jurassic Park I was going to say that But I was going to say the reason is Probably because We were young kids And when you're a young kid at that time That was a pretty epic movie
2: (laughs) You answered that question Honestly if you would have answered the question about the Trinity Like you answered that question (laughs) I would have broken fellowship with you I would have broken We're not talking about the Trinity. You. We're not talking about the Trinity. Does God exist in three persons in one? We're not. You know what? Uh, I... Well, let me think. <laughs> oh, well, I'm not, I'm not not answering the question. I'm trying to think about how I'm going mm-hmm. to answer it.
4: Yep. What, well, Vocab didn't answer it. Did <laughs> I, you see Drezek well, Ron? I wasn't asked. I didn't see the second. Oh. I didn't see the latest rendition. Okay. Not that. I, I do like the Weird owl. Parody, though. Have you guys ever heard the Weird Al parody of no. Jurassic Park? Yes. Jurassic Park is frightening in the dark. All the dinosaurs are running wild.
0: <laughs> Someone oh. <laughs>
4: shut the fence off in the rain. I admit it's kind of eerie, but it proves my chaos theory, and I don't think I'll be coming back again. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's nope, all right. Never. No. It's pretty good,
3: actually. Let, let me say this, Marcus. I never watched the third one. The third Jurassic Park, and everybody's told me not to waste my time watching it. Uh, and the other day it was on TV, and I was like, "Well, I'll just watch it just because I haven't seen it." And you wasted your time. And it was it was horrific. Like, it, like the dinosaurs were like the worst puppets. Like the raptor, there were puppets, and they were just they were just terrible. And I had to turn off. Yeah, Barney like, made a cameo. It's like Barney with teeth. <laughs> Have you seen it, Marcus?
2: I'm sorry I was focusing on oh, something good on the grief. recording. He's not even listening. This guy. Sorry. I was doing my job. Go <laughs> not ahead. Not
3: even. Did you see the third Jurassic park?
2: Uh, I I don't remember it. You so, would remember cuz was okay. bad. Well, I mean I definitely saw it. I just don't remember. I was it, just saying so. how bad it was. Is that when they did like I saw like uh a like a like a a, a movie critic that was like rebu- re- like refuting that movie to how terrible it was and they did like Benny Hinn music when they were <laughs> the raptor was chasing like <laughs> Him around the building, and I was like,
4: like that was awesome. Wait, wait, did you say Benny Hinn? Do you mean Benny Hill? Yeah, he means Benny Hill. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: no, I,
2: was, I meant, what, I meant thinking, Benny Hinn. What
4: is Benny Hinn music? Because the only thing I was thinking of was like this: time mobile tie shit about a Honda, about about a Kia, or something like that. You know, <laughs> like Benny Hinn music. But you meant Benny Hill? <laughs> that's the, the
2: old no, I meant English, Benny Hinn. Oh, Benny that's Hinn
1: funny. Okay. Uh, that's
4: hilarious. <laughs> yeah.
2: The third
1: one so. was,
3: was the only one that Spielberg didn't do, I guess. And it was just, it was terrible. It was just bad. Anyways.
4: Well, so uh, we that's, but they're not releasing, I guess, another Star Wars trailer, I think, all the way until the fall. So we got to okay. hold your, you got to wait off for that. But the big other thing happening, and there was some Comic Con related stuff with this, is Marvel has got back the Star Wars license because for a long time, Dark Horse and some other uh, comic book companies had Star Wars, because when Star Wars first came out in 77, they actually had a comic strip, like a daily black and white Mm. little comic strip, and also they had the books. Mm -hmm. But then Marvel lost the license, and Lucasfilm you know, gave it to other people. Now it's back on Marvel, so what they've done is wiped out the entire previously existing Star Wars canon. It's all considered legends now. That's the official uh, categorization of it. So everything that's happened prior in the expanded universe, which Star Wars fans call the EU... It's all legends. They give it this little thing that means it could have happened, could be based in truth, whatever, whatever, but now they're starting over, and there's mm. all these Marvel titles of all these different Star Wars books. There's got to be like 10 different Star Wars books that are wow. all starting. They just all started like within the past year on number ones.
2: So what you're really saying, Vocab, is that we could see a Star Wars Guardians of the Galaxy collaboration movie.
4: Yeah, I mean, you could do all, there's all kinds of stuff they can wow. do, especially because Disney, they own Marvel, they, yeah. own, you know, they own, own all this stuff and so it's like what do I right there i mean a guy the other day was talking about making a job of the hut trilogy based upon like the godfather series you know which made me go
2: did you ever see that parks and recreation <laughs> behind the scenes clip no, with with the guy and like he was told he had to filibuster and like so they the, the camera guys were like well, just give us something to talk, just oh, talk yeah. about something. Oh, yeah, and he does the Star Wars rant. And he goes rant. on this eight-minute tirade yeah. oh, on, like, no, Star Wars and stuff. Yeah, that it's guy was... Most- I can't think of his name, but like a Patton Oswalt. Yeah, he was definitely
4: being led by the force. Yeah, but he
2: mentioned he mentioned how the Star Wars universe and Avengers could come together. I believe in that eight-minute diatribe. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and it had to do with like alternate dimensions Mm -hmm. and rings from like the Green Lantern or something. But so
4: now everything is no longer (laughs) canonical except for the movies themselves, and I guess uh, Clone Wars. Like I I guess I think even the animated series Mm -hmm. is considered considered uh, canon now. And everything else is just legends, no matter what novel you've read. So they're even, in the novel world, everything coming out now is new canon. And they used to have this guy, he was called the Keeper of the Holocron. He was the guy that would try to keep the continuity straight. There'd still be, you know, little contradictions here and there. And they're still trying to do that again, now that Disney has it. But it's interesting, because when I think about that, I think about how difficult it is for humans, even while things are happening around them. And they're even having some say-so in charge of, of um, what will be written and not written, how difficult it is for them to keep storyline straight, chronological oh, sure. and true, <laughs> and match and not be inconsistent. Yeah. And then you think about scripture, yeah. and you think about how it's 40 different men over four to 5,000 years, some of them never communicated with each other, and yet there's a consistent theme unified in scripture, and how it's still woven together, a majestic tapestry, mm. without some guy trying to keep it all together yeah. because it's God's story, you don't have to do that, and yet it still fits, and it's really an amazing testament ultimately to what the scripture is. Did you see what Vocab wait,
2: just did there? He Jesus juked the that entire was straight, comic book universe, great jukery, but right that there, is dude. fantastic, brother. And we were supposed to go on break five minutes ago, all so right. we'll be back with more Apologia Radio and after Jesus the jukes. And Jesus jukes, thanks, Vocab. Keep a, Ladies and gentlemen, beauties and beasts, I have some good news for y'all. But in order for me to tell you the good news, I must share with you the bad. A beard can be a most magnificent thing, but it can also be the downfall of a man. An unmaintained beard prevents a face from shining. An unmaintained beard causes dry, itchy skin. An unmaintained beard is a source of beard drift. You know, like dandruff, but beard drift. An unmaintained beard is sharp and ruthless, like iron bristles. Not good for the lady friend. An unmaintained beard forfeits future growth based on the lack of preparation today. And let's not forget that an unmaintained beard robs your face from smelling amazing. Let not thy beard be thy downfall. Protect your manlyhood. An epic combination of manliness and manhood. If you are hearing this today, there is hope for your beard. Go to YouConsBeard.com and enter the code APOLOGIA and you can save some money while you save your face.
3: (laughs) Welcome back to Apologia Radio. This is The Bear in studio with Bo Malone and Marcus Pittman. King Ginger, King Ginger, and, King Ginger and uh, we're listening to some Ewok rap.
4: Straight up, bro. Straight up. Straight up. Ewoks are gangsters, bro. <laughs> I mean, they wear hoods, right? Yeah. They live in the woods. Yeah. Right. They they wear bling bling, <laughs> like those little like t- tooth you know those little teeth. They be rocking. They got bling bling. Uh, they they seem to. They, they seem to be uh, non-Caucasian. They're mainly black and brown. You know that's what I'm saying? True. So, that's true. By the way, let me help you guys out. When someone says uh, the ones and the twos, yeah. they're referring to the the two turntables. Yeah, ones on like channel one or something. Yeah. it's just it's just wait it's like the way you say the turntable. I kind of figured, but yeah, the ones and the coming twos, out of Jeff's mouth, it just didn't sound right. It just means both turntables. Yeah, and that's
2: incredibly inaccurate because I don't have turntables back here.
4: If you wanna, um, <laughs> if you wanna like do other stuff with that you could say on the wheels of steel that's mm-hmm. another way to refer to the dj uh, another thing is say uh the selector and when you want him to play a song you say come down selector <laughs> so come down selector means basically play the track so there's, um, there's like different you know things because he selects the track you know that's like more of a jamaican thing dancehall thing but you could be the selector marcus Okay. Right? we're okay. learning a lot today, Marcus.
2: I'm 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 just soaking it all in, man. And I'm if, soaking this all if in. If you're
4: really really good and you're not just a DJ who like does weddings and that type of thing, but you actually know how to manipulate the vinyl at a whole new level, they actually consider you an instrument, like actually like a musician, and it, the position you're given is called a turntableist. Hmm. So there's some slang for you guys. So Thank you. Okay, just trying to help you out. Thank you. And we're, now I we're even more relevant.
2: culturally relevant yeah. than ever, and right. we'll be able to reach about 500,000 more people now, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, we we can,
4: I can our... do another Jesus juke. There's a move on the turntables called the transform. Is a transform scratch and has a certain sound in it. But that reminds me of how Jesus... Can transform our lives. <laughs> Yay!
2: <laughs> Vocab, you're my oh, favorite.
4: Man. Now we can take dominion
3: over the DJ world.
2: That's right. That's okay. exactly right. Okay. So, um... however, would we be able to reach DJs if it wasn't for Vocab? Right. Giving us that knowledge right now.
4: Right. <laughs> yeah, there's some there's some tight Christian DJs though on the real. On the real. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Serious. Awesome. Yo, there's a local, the last, last thing, there's a local dude, man. He's my homie. This dude is like bugged out. Bro, I don't know how he does it, but he's, if you're not looking at him and you're just listening to him spin and cut and all that, you like, oh, there's a, there's a really cool DJ rocking the turntables. Sounds nice. And then you go over to where he is and you look at what's actually on the table of what he's manipulating. This dude cuts, spins, does mixes with tape decks. Wow. and he has tape what? decks with pre-planned like, joints on there, and he puts his fingers on the tape heads, like on, on the little yeah. the little parts, and not the tape heads, that's inaccurate, I don't know the name of the technology. Yeah, I'm with little you. Little two things that go up that turn it, yeah. and he manipulates that. <laughs> wow. And it's insane what he can do with it.
2: Because nothing has a warmth like the sound of a cassette
4: tape. Yeah, dude, it's crazy, <laughs> though. He's really good. And I remember one time when I first met him, uh, Ramsey, I'm like, yo, man, you do that because you were like, like way creative and just had different ideas. He's like, huh? No, no. We just pour. <laughs> I guess <laughs> he, all he could afford was well, his tape deck. So that's how he learned how to DJ.
2: That's awesome. But he's
4: pretty sick. And he also uses the pause and the play and the stop button and the rewind and fast forward with it. It's just crazy. Anyways, wow. enough about that. I tell no lie, though. I tell no lie. Does he got something on YouTube? Yeah, he does. You could probably look up DJ Ramsey. Maybe we can find something on the break. Higgins. Like R A M S E Y H I G G I N S A K A D J Ruthless.
2: All right, Luke. <clears throat> for real, homies. Now you started this show off about, you know, thirty minutes ago with a a roar that you never got to.
3: I was just t- I was just <laughs> announcing that I was taking over the show.
2: Oh, okay. I thought but you I had do something.
3: Have something. Yeah, no, I no no I do, yeah, yeah. Well we both do, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So there seems to be an epidemic lately, especially on social media, of Christians acting like they're TMZ yes and and vocab I told him you're talking about this he's like what do you what do you mean by that you know what I mean Do you know what I'm talking about uh, only a little bit okay so basically there's there's several dudes specifically I'm not gonna mention who they are but there's people that are uh, you know TMZ they make a living we'll just
2: say Voldemort <laughs> they make Voldemort. a living the name you shouldn't mention
3: yeah right exactly they they uh they make a living off of basically going after other Christians. I'm talking about sorry. TMZ makes a living off of going after celebrities, like following them around, you know, wherever they go, like just trying to Dishing dig up the dirt, man. Yeah, just digging Gotta up find the dirt, digging up whatever dirt they can to expose these people. And doesn't they, matter if it's true or not. Right, exactly. So, as long as it's juicy, man. Exactly. That's the key. Juicy. It's all
2: about generating web traffic.
3: So there seems to be some Christians lately that seem to be uh, doing that and uh, and not showing any concern for Christ's kingdom, but for their own kingdoms. Um, and so we wanted to talk about that a little bit. Marcus, I know you have a lot to say, so I'm going to flip it over to you real quick.
2: Yeah, I just want to say that before I go get into this, a long time ago when I first got into open air preaching and stuff like that, I was really, really into this discernment blogging thing, like all the time. Like,
4: so hold on, can we define? I mean, I know yeah. generally, but to those okay. who are all up in the mix, so let me just let me just start off by saying that discernment
2: is a good and godly thing. Yes. that needs to be nourished and needs to be uh, people need to be well skilled in, and so what we're talking about is taking discernment and perverting it in a way in which it's used for gossip and slandering of brethren or where you attempt to turn, you're you're forcing your view of somebody and you try to twist their words using discernment to make it appear as if somebody is saying something they never said or holds to a position they don't hold to. And so for this example, there was a lady who was... uh, accused of uh, supporting the homosexual agenda and working with Russell Moore. And it turned out that almost everything that was said was a complete fabrication or mm. distortion of what she actually believed. And in fact, she was asked about it, and, and she, her response on Twitter was, I oppose homosexual marriage and abortion. Mm. I mean, that, her, that was her direct words. And so, but but instead of saying they're wrong, they just continue to feed this narrative, whatnot. And so so what happened was she was invited to a homosexual fundraiser or something, and she had her picture taken with some Christian homosexuals, and the rumor was spread that she was supporting uh, homosexuality, when in actuality she was invited there because they asked for someone who did not agree with the position, Mm -hmm. and so she came to speak on behalf of Christian orthodoxy. At this event. Right. And so, so anyway, that's, that's a story behind it. But the problem is when you take that and you become just obsessed with this, and, and you know it's going to be a problem when on your website you put a countdown clock announcing right. the time right. you're going to expose someone in their sin. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? <laughs> If Pastor Jeff posted on his Facebook page, come on down to Apologia Church Sunday at noon and we're going to enact church discipline. Clock starts now. Here's a clock and you go to the Apologia website and there's like a clock and it's ticking. and Like this actually happened. Like this sounds like satire, but it actually happened. And so we have to stop supporting that. Like even, even if, honestly, even if it was 100% accurate, 100% true, we have to stop turning this into a game like Mm. this is like this like like this like when i first saw it i didn't know any of the details or anything but i was like man someone's sin is about to be exposed and we're we've turned a countdown clock on the website like that is bad yeah and so it
3: definitely doesn't follow matthew 18 that's for sure
2: no not 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 at all and and so like that like that's my concern is that we have just we even us i mean i mean let's just be honest like we all read it like we were like, "Oh what, what is it? you know, so like yeah. I mean, so even we're we're guilty of of partaking in it of like reading the tweets and following everything and 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 so like it it's it's difficult to both the viewer and the and, you know to to not do that when it's presented in such a way, so you know I sound like we're not innocent in this matter and but but we we have to be more cautious about like the stuff we share on Facebook, like do we have to go as crazy as we go when it comes to discernment stuff i don't think so i think you know our primary focus on discernment should be in our local body and the mm-hmm. pastors telling their local body and and teaching their local body what's good and what's false but like these third-party websites that do nothing but cause strife and division and right and controversies like you know, the Bible is very clear that about those who call strife and controversy, uh, in Proverbs, it says it's perverse mm-hmm. is the word it uses. And so we just have to be careful. Our, you know, with our own hearts when we read it, you know, are we enjoying it and, and, and whatnot. But yeah, look, you want to add some stuff?
3: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's Christian smut is what it is. <laughs> you know, it's, it's garbage and you're right. We shouldn't even be entertaining it. Um, and, I mean, as we're entertaining it. Yeah, as we're entertaining it. Yeah. <laughs> See. Yeah, I know. Well, it's crazy, you know. But um,
4: what I, I was gonna say when you said that, um, uh, I do got uh, so I go do ahead. know actually a little bit of what you guys are talking about. I wasn't sure because it wasn't okay, but now I do. Oh, so I got a friend named Chris Bolt, and uh oh, he, yeah. he used to be with a website called Choosing Hats. Yeah, we read his article. He does some good thing on presuppositional apologetics. We've had him on the show a few times. You guys should follow suit and invite him on your show. Yeah, Chris Bolt, you'll like him. And we, he wrote an article about what you guys are talking about that I thought was pretty good. He, um, I like how he does that. He's a honest, straightforward guy, and he talks about these things. I don't know if you guys saw this. You may not agree with this one. But he actually wrote an article similar, not not identical, about a year ago, kind of um, calling out the manner in which certain styles of presuppositional apologetics were being done on the Internet and, and mm. all that kind Of, like, an open letter that I thought was pretty good myself, but uh, he's kind of done it again with this case because I know what you guys are uh talking about. Yeah.
2: Let, let, let's get back, let's go to that presuppositional apologetics later in the show because yeah. I know where you're going with that. Yeah, yeah, but I want Luke to finish because he coined a term.
3: Yeah, I am. I coined I'm, a term, no, i term. To, I'm about to drop he's it, gonna drop it Ooh. right now. And this uh, is this is
4: the term, pin and pad, call the <clears throat> patent office. <laughs> Got the TMs uh, <laughs> ready. Got the, <laughs> with the copyright ready. There we go.
3: Okay, so before before I do that, but I w- I was I was just gonna say that, you know, I mentioned I mentioned Matthew 18, and there's definitely a time and a place where we should be publicly calling people to repentance. Absolutely. Um, and you know the individual that we're talking about should be publicly called to repentance. Um, but uh, um, yeah, I mean, like the proper way to go about something like this is if you think someone's in sin, you should go to them privately. Like I said, Matthew 18, you know, and then if they don't respond, you come to them with, with more people, you know, if they don't respond, you know, then, then you go, you take it to to the church, you know, so like ultimately the way, if there was, if there was a legitimate issue with this, with this um, lady we're talking about, you know, it didn't, the, the process didn't follow suit. Um, Luke, and,
2: Luke, but they would say to that, they would say, but it was public. Well, like, The, it the sin
3: was public. Right it doesn't matter that, that so there's ha- no distinction in scripture, right? It doesn't say, well, if it's a public sin, then this all goes out the window and you can just go after them, uh, publicly.
2: And you know what I mean? Like that's, that's well, okay. So, there, so they they would respond to that and say, well, have you ever privately gone to Joe Osteen? Right. So, so there, there is a, I think there is a time when you can yeah, just, no, I, under, I understand. I who, did.
4: I asked him what, uh, what toothpaste he uses. <laughs> want to make sure.
2: If I, if I had five minutes with Joel Osteen, that is the question I would ask him <laughs> right there, Vocab.
4: Well, well I, I don't want to,
2: I, I, I just want to say wh- what I'm about. He, does, he, does, he doesn't know what kind of, he <sighs> wouldn't give you a straight answer to what kind of two you a sunshine you. brain.
1: <laughs> I want to talk
2: about what I'm for, not,
4: not, not against. Right.
2: So, so look, I think there is a time for public rebuke of, you know, especially people who are out in the public and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree, and. I think, but even then, yeah. it has to be very careful and meticulous. Right. Like you know, Joel is right. kind of obvious. Right, like, that's what I'm
3: saying. Like he's been called. Like if someone's like probably been called publicly to repentance before, you know what I mean? And you're right. calling them to the same thing. Like that's a different story. Uh, but when you're like hunting someone down that nobody knows what's going on, you know, like that's it's, the difference. It's the big reveal, like you said, with the countdown clock. Exactly. And you're not
4: giving them the benefit of the doubt. There's no Christian right. charity there. Exactly. You're not really even actually displaying patience. Right. You're not. Uh, I mean, there's all types of yeah. problems when yeah, you start doing this stuff. Exa- all right, exa- so vocab's got the TMs
3: ready. Okay, so here's the thing.
4: Apologia radio standing by. First,
3: uh, First Peter one twenty two says, "Having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth, or a sincere brotherly love." As we know in the Greek, that's phileo is the is the noun the noun form of brotherly love. In this in this verse here, it's it's literally Philadelphian. Um, so for a sincere Philadelphian love, which and then it says love one another earnestly for a pure heart. So the love there is agape is a noun form, agapeo for those that would criticize my use of the Greek. Um so my point is this. We're we're what we're seeing, and here's the term, we're seeing a lot of anti Philadelphians.
2: Mm. And that does not mean you're not an Eagles fan. It doesn't mean you're no. from Pittsburgh. Right. It doesn't
3: mean you don't like the city of Philadelphia. Right. Uh, it's anti-brotherly which is an ir- love, very ironic <laughs> name for that city. Right. But uh yeah, we're seeing that, like Marcus and I were talking about last night, like these people are anti-Philadelphian. They don't care about loving their brother. They only care about uh making their name famous. Uh they they only care about getting more traffic on their website. And they're willing to trash their brothers and sisters in Christ in order to do so. Absolutely. So there it is. 1 First John four twenty. You heard it here first. 1 John right.
2: four twenty, and I'll use the ESV because I like that version. It says, "If anyone says, I love God' and hates his brother, he is a liar, for he does not love his brother, whom he has seen. Oh, sorry, for who he does not love, for he, oh, for he who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God." whom he has not seen. And so the Bible is very clear.
4: I got one. I got one. My turn. My turn. Go ahead. Philippians chapter one, starting at verse nine, going through 11, because it specifically mentions discernment. And look how Paul prayed that this congregation there, the Philippians, how they would have discernment. Listen to what he says. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment. So that you may approve what is excellent and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God so notice how the discernment there is preceded by love that is abounding mm. more and more yeah and
3: and the 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 um word used for love in most of these verses other than brusley love is of course I mentioned agape and the idea behind that is a sacri- a sacrificial love it's it's the love that Christ uh, had for the church when he laid his life down for the church. It's, it's the, you know, when, when uh, husbands are commanded to to love their wives as Christ loved the church, it's, it's a It's a, it's a sacrificial, like putting the other person ahead of you. And there's just a lot of that not going on. And, you know, social media, I think is, is a lot to blame for that because we've talked about this. You sit, you can, it's real easy to sit behind the keyboard, right? You're not Everybody, you, you're not face to face with them and just you can say whatever you want Everybody not, who
2: has Facebook thinks they're Martin Luther and they're yeah. gonna start a reformation with every single post. Right. And, the, and some guys are just not that witty and they're not that like they're they're not Luther. Yeah. Their hammer ain't big <laughs> enough.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's exactly right. Not and enough so, people see the door. Here's one. here's here's one more verse before we close the segment. And it's Proverbs sixteen twenty eight. A perverse man spreads strife and a slanderer separates intimate friends. Mm. And so that's what the Bible says about these guys who are causing strife and calls them perverse. And look, uh, you're not being hated because you're speaking the truth. It's because you're being a jerk. Right. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, exactly. There's a difference. Exactly.
4: Rudeness is not one of the spiritual gifts. Yeah, right. I mean, there's a good article on Desiring God. I posted a few days ago on my Facebook wall in hopes to spark a revolution called How Should Christians Comment Online? They mm. posted it July 13, <laughs> 2015. That's
2: such a needed article.
4: And uh, you may not agree with every little thing in the article, but overall, it is great. I mean, it's a great, it's really challenging mm-hmm. and convicting. You know, it says, for example, we should sh- we should comment seldom, slowly, graciously. It's just good stuff, man. So uh, read that if you get a chance. Right on, man. Thanks. Maybe we, uh, if you shoot that to me, we can take
3: a look and share it uh, for our listeners. So, anyways, we'll uh, be back here after the break. You're listening to Apologia Radio with m- me, the Bear, vocab and King Ginger. See you on the other side.
0: What's up, y'all? This is Jeff Durbin with Apologia Radio at Apologiaradio.com. Want to talk to you guys about an amazing connection that we have right now with Whitfield Theological Seminary. I want you to run over to Whitfield.edu. Whitfield.edu. W-h-i-t-e-f-i-e-l-d dot edu. I want you to check out the programs they have. They have undergraduate programs at Whitfield College, and they also have Whitfield Theological Seminary for the graduate degree and above and beyond, I I think you'll really be impressed with the rigorous nature of the classes, the consistent biblical worldview taught and adhered to. I want you to contact Whitfield Theological Seminary at whitfield.edu. Get a hold of our friend, Dr. Kenneth Talbot, and start your classes today. ApologiaRadio.com.
3: Welcome back to Apology Radio. Jamming out to some Salty. Marcus remembers Salty,
1: right?
2: Sunday school throwback, man. Oh, yeah, dude. That and McGee and me. Oh, yeah. And the VHS tapes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And the VHS tapes of uh, (laughs) (laughs) of, of, of Adventures in Odyssey. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, man. What? McGee and me, though. Remember? That was such a weird thing. (laughs) I like, mean, the whole idea was just weird. I know, but Christians were doing media then, man. Yeah, they true. were doing it. Veggie I do mo- remember McGee and me.
3: It was like some like yeah. weird alien puppet or something. No,
4: no, no, no. It was like a kid that kind of looked like Macaulay Culkin a little bit. Isn't? That's like right. Nick McGee or something. And and it was a cartoon. He drew. He was like he liked to oh, draw. Oh, that's what it was. And his homeboy uh, would. Maybe that was McGee. Was McGee the cartoon character? Yeah, McGee was the yeah, cartoon yeah. guy. And he would come alive out of the page. Yeah, that's what it was. And they would go on an adventure. He was kind of like his like, Jiminy Cricket. Yeah, it was kind of weird. You no, know, type of thing. Yeah. I was kind of
2: creative in a way. Yeah, man. That, that, took a, that must have taken a lot of time and money to do stuff like that. You know, that was back when Christians put time and money into, you know, media. Okay, so
3: I'm going to go way back. I'm going to see if you guys <laughs> remember. You guys, did you guys ever hear uh, Patch the Pirate? No. That's fine. No. Okay. okay, so there was like
4: you were you were grew up Baptist, didn't you, Marcus? <sighs> yes. <laughs> Gosh. I do know Salty P S A L T Y. It was yeah, that's like what, a walking somber. Sa- yeah. yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. That's what that was. Okay, so there was this guy called Patch the Pirate that always used to come to our church. And I actually, my mom still has the records. And it was this dude and he literally he had lost an eye and so he wore a patch he came like they put on like plays and like he was dressed as a pirate Hmm. anyways there's like i don't know there's like five or six records and my mom still has them and i remember uh some of those songs still but uh i don't know if you guys have ever heard of them i thought you were gonna play something for us man i'll find i'll see if
4: i can find Uh, something no but i do have a question do you guys know what a pirate's favorite letter of the alphabet is r R no the c i
2: like it i I didn't know where that was going
4: (laughs) See, see. I
2: thought I thought R was a little bit too easy for yeah, vocab. See? I thought that nah, yeah. he wouldn't do
3: that. The sea. Okay, so we uh, mentioned this what article think? that vocab the pirate over here mentions. Shiver me timbers! Oh, Christians! Your land comment, Your salty dog. On <laughs> the sea.
2: Uh, Way to stay Our in
4: character, vocab.
3: <laughs> so okay, so I'm just gonna read through these. Feel free to to comment.
4: Get that
2: well, booty. Let's just it's it's broken up into three, right? How should we comment? And there's three sections. Yes. So you're just gonna read each Bible verse? Sure. Okay, go ahead.
3: Okay, so this first one says, How should we comment? Seldom. Proverbs ten nineteen, when words are many, transgression is not lacking, but whoever restrains his lips is prudent.
2: Slowly. Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. James one nineteen. And then
3: graciously, let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person, Persian, (laughs) uh, Colossians 4, 6. Yeah, you know,
2: like, when you post stuff on Facebook, man, and, like, it could be a joke, and, like, people comment, like, all serious, like, like... No 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 and it's like, guys, it was a joke. <laughs> like it was just like, that
4: like the beginning of a banjo song. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well
2: that's that's how I imagine those kind of Jesus juke comments yeah. sound like in real life. It's just like, like, like the that. parents
3: from, from
2: peanuts. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Actually,
4: ironically enough, when I posted this article, it kinda got Jesus juked because oh, I'm sure. well, somebody went and put on there good things that the prophets good thing that the prophets lived before the internet and <laughs> And this article. That's what it said. It said, ha, ha. like kind of a Jesus juke a little bit. Oh, man. Can we just stop Goodness. with the
2: Jesus juking on Facebook? Goodness gracious. <laughs> it's Facebook. Yeah, I saw one really bad the other day,
3: but I'm not going to talk about it. Um, okay, so. <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah, this one says, the next segment or section is called, when should we comment? Um,
4: thank. Thank? Yeah, it's saying, give thanks Uh. Oh, it's, it's a great reason to comment saying giving thanks, which I mean, how often do you see that on, you know, social media interaction? Yeah. Yeah, It's usually like, shut up, jerk. Like, you know, that was very helpful. That was, I thank you for your, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So then it says encourage,
3: uh, we humans generally find it easier to criticize each other than to encourage each other. True story. Truth right there. Clarify if a post is confusing or sounds errant to us, giving grace. Is to first ask clarifying questions rather than immediately jumping to conclusions right
2: there. That is the winner.
3: Yeah,
4: ding 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 ding. I mean, a great thing to do is before you comment, you can private message a person. Yeah, ask for clarity. You know, that's a great idea. Yeah.
2: Or you know, what about like, does does any like grammar Nazi laws apply here too?
4: Hey, like, cause you get people did you hear that, are that like. Hold on, that ruins even another joke. Sorry. Did you hear about <laughs> the guy who edited Hitler's speeches? Yeah, he was a grammar Nazi.
2: <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Anyway, okay, like grammar Nazis, like it's like grammar Nazis and Jesus like Jukers that. are like of the same spirit, don't you think? Sometimes. Yes. It's like yes. whether it's T O or T O O. Like I don't know. <laughs> Know, Whether it's not, Benny Hinn or Benny Hill, but it says "to." Well, I mean, that—that's kind of like that kind of matter. Anybody who does that I'm, is an idiot. I'm just joking. They need to be rebuked publicly. No, I'm not. You're saying?
4: Wait, yeah. end your sentence with a preposition. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> right, it's like, it's like "to" or "too." It's still "to." Like, yeah. it's like it still says the exact same thing and means the exact same thing. Right? Am I like? Am no, I the yeah, only you're one not, that's like? You're not two writing, or two
3: is is still two. You're not writing a novel.
2: It's not like mm-hmm. I said T W O when I should have said T O. It's just okay. I'm missing a O. Okay. Since we're talking guys. about this, seriously, this
3: is <laughs> one right. of my biggest pet peeves. And there's two people that I love dearly, and they know who they are. That every time they type definitely, it says defiantly. <laughs> And it drives me absolutely <laughs> insane. I'm like, seriously, hey man, that's please not my spell fault, check. Man. It's not you.
2: The spell check is going to give you the exact it same. Define like, okay. and
3: definitely are definitely not the same terms. Moving well, on.
2: But like, how do you spell check that? Because like spell check's going to say, you got it right. You just look at what you're texting. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, moving on. <laughs> the next
3: one says correct. And then in parentheses, gently. I
2: think the gently should be in capital
4: letters, big and bold. Bold. Yes. It
3: should be gently correct.
4: Marcus, are you making a gentle correction? In big and bold letters,
2: yes.
3: Giving corrections should be quite rare. It says, I agree. I agree. Isn't this funny? Can you imagine, like, a hundred years ago, people having this... Like, if you would have told them we're having discussions about how to properly be sociable on something called the internet, they would have been
2: like, what you it's like, yeah, about? yeah it'd, be like, it'd be like saying, hey, you know what? A hundred years from now, you're going to be interacting with people in different countries and different languages yeah. instantaneously. And you need to make sure that you're not a jerk about it. They would yeah. be like, what? <laughs> Why would I ever be a jerk to someone who's in another country and I'm talking to you right away? That would be amazing.
4: Well, it's like, you know, uh, <laughs> writing a letter, writing right. a book. I mean, they would have, I think, some ability to, you yeah. know, the concept. I mean, Martin Luther, <laughs> maybe he could have read these sometimes. I don't know. Uh, oh, Martin Luther had some zingers. <laughs> oh,
2: he, he would have been, been fun on have Facebook. You, have you ever sure. heard of that
4: website? It's like yeah. uh, Martin Luther Automatic yeah. Insult Generator yeah. or whatever. They're good. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah, they're good. <laughs> yeah, um, dude. That's but not, you know, like, yeah, he could have been a battle rapper right there.
2: <laughs> yeah, even if you look at, like, when Paul was writing, like, the Corinthians. Right. Like, if you think about like, this is what kind of changed my attitude towards how we treat Uh, churches that believe differently and stuff. And I'm not saying like some churches are absolutely in error. Of course they are. But think about the Corinthian church. Like they were straight pagans. They had sexual immorality and Mm -hmm. all this stuff. And Paul greets them as brothers and sisters in Christ Mm -hmm. at the beginning of the, the, the letter. Yeah. So I mean like if his attitude towards these people are gracious and love and kindness, like why can't, you know our blogs be written yeah. in the same spirit and tone yeah towards even p i mean i mean like i mean that's crazy but like i mean they were homosexuals and sexual adulterers and and all this stuff and and he says you know grace and peace to you in the name of Jesus Christ our lord called him
4: saints he did cuz he them was saints. an
3: anti-philadelphian
2: that's true he was not an anti-philadelphian
1: that so makes a difference
3: the last one and this is i guess what we've been talking about it says do not start fires and um, James 3 6, the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life, and set on fire by hell. Dang. Wow. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's that's the gist of it right there, right?
2: Yeah. So speaking of like starting fires, presuppositional apologetics is a really good way to do that. What'd you say, vocab? Yeah. And you can just, you know, be a jerk if you're a presuppositionalist.
4: Yeah, well, I mean, it's like you you kind of have these disarming arguments and you just wield them recklessly, you know, at everybody within distance and just keep on jabbing them and jabbing them. But I don't think that's the way you're po- supposed to proceed.
2: So how would you proceed if are you're you? doing presuppositional apologetics?
4: Are we transitioning? Is that what's happening? That was, a, that was my attempt was, at a right, segue. Yeah. I want to make if sure. But if you say,
2: are we transitioning... It defeats the purpose of the natural segue.
4: I know, but I just had to make sure because, uh, hey, everybody out there listening, check it out. Right now, we're switching topics from like the discernment bloggers and how to comment online to calling presuppositional apologetics, especially online. I was trying to be real smooth. Do a higher standard I was of trying to
2: be real smooth. The I was going to bring that in. I was going to bring it in for, from 30,000 feet, and I was going to land it just for you. And you just crashed the airplane right into the ground.
4: Nah, that's all good, man. I did the, uh, the data version from Star Trek Yes, to, like, <laughs> kind of get everything, you know, on the nose and obvious. And are we now having a... Okay. So check it out, man. Yeah. I wanted to make a point, if we had time today on this show, about how us as presuppositionalists act, especially online. Because it's almost like you have cage-stage Calvinists. You might have cage-stage presuppositionalists. And all these new people now have these new powerful arguments. But it's real easy to become arrogant and haughty and then just recklessly wield it against everybody. And I think I see some of that happening, and I would like it to stop. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So, for example, mm-hmm. uh, here's practical application of what how I would push for this. When um somebody is is maybe someone does a debate or they do some apologetics, and let's say they're a presupper, they're they're in the camp. In my opinion, I don't think it's the job of every presuppositionalist to get online and tell them how they should have been more presuppositional. I'm not saying never correct or anything like that, but I see sometimes, in my opinion, where people will go after people. I think it's unnecessarily unnecessary. Like I've seen people. Because James White, for example, maybe they, he quote uses evidence. They'll actually go after him sometimes in certain cases. Oh yeah, and and I don't think that's I don't think that's needed really either. You know, you're not pre supp enough to a fellow pre supper. I'm not saying we can never talk about this. You know, about how to be, be more consistent and all that, but it seems like it gets out of control. It's like people trying to out pre supp one another, and it's almost uh, it it really dumbs down the conversation. It's almost like a simplified version of presuppositionalism. You know, you only have one or two questions and you ask them the whole time over and over again repeatedly. And that's the entire method. I don't think so. There's a lot more theology behind it. There's a lot more discussion and there's a lot more that needs to happen in dialogue. And here's what I mean like, even when speaking to the unbeliever, I don't know if you guys have read the book Covenantal Apologetics, K. Scott Oliphant. You guys had a mom before. Yeah. In there, he has examples of dialogues with. Unbelievers of different stripes and types, and he actually has a discussion with them where he's going back and forth, and they're talking about these things, and he's trying to show here's presuppositional apologetics applied, and applied in a conversational context, and he's not just repeating himself, saying the same thing over and over again. You know, he's actually trying to have a dialogue, and even Van Til, he has some little tracks. Like he has one track where he's kind of um, imitating that he's having a discussion, but he, in the track, he's kind of basically giving us a monologue to somebody. And so he'll say, he speaks very like um, folksy to them almost. He's like, mm. I know that you think you might not have time for this. I know that you might have to go. Well, hold on. Just listen one more second, fella. You know, it's very like homesy, uh, the way he speaks in this one track. I forget what track it is. I got to look it up, but it's very gentle and almost common. It doesn't jump in the realm of a 1000, m- a mile away philosophy and tho- theology right away. He's just speaking the gospel in a presuppositional way mm. But in common conversation, and I almost feel like if Van Til could like get resuscitated for a minute and jump back online, I swear there would be discernment bloggers and presuppositional newbies who would jump on there, and be like, "You're not presuppositional enough because you didn't, you know." Like I swear they would do that. to Van Til, they talk just like that. You know what I'm saying? What I you're mean, saying
3: is they're presub-juking.
4: Yeah, I, I to <laughs> me, I see some of this. I feel like it's easy for us to become guilty of it, and And I almost feel like we got to watch out because there's like a trendiness right now to like being neo Calvinist, to being a presuppositionalist guy online, to some of these positions. There's a little bit of a trendiness. You know, you find Mm -hmm. your little group, your little podcast, your little this, and all of a sudden you're like down with the kids. And as long as you're you're peeing out and everybody's facing out peeing on everybody else on the outside of the tent, (laughs) you're cool with each other, you know. And this group over there is not (laughs) Calvinist enough and this group is. And to me, I see some of that like, tribalism and fracturing even within reformed circles as new people kind of get some of this and yo man the lord doesn't only renew our minds like just like i mean he does but the mind is everything it's how you think about things and other people so i'm just saying let's let's take a few steps back be more holistic in our approach let's be a little mature a little more slow and stop trying to like one up everybody Mm -hmm. with you know showing your presuppositional muscles off or something Mm -hmm.
2: So we got thirty seconds. We'll play Devil's Advocate really quickly, okay? Okay. And what if somebody is attacking? Is there a difference between defending the faith when someone's attacking the faith and like having a conversation with an atheist who's like genuinely asking
4: questions? You're saying in how you engage with the person. Yes. I think there should be some differences. I think Elijah would talk to what uh, to a prophet of Baal different than he would talk yeah. to some non-Jewish Gentile he met. Yeah. You know Absolutely what I'm saying? Right. As an example. No, I agree. Yeah. Yep, cool. I found some patched apart. Oh, nice. Patch. Patch him in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
3: on the other side, Apology or Radio.
1: Ah.
0: Hi, this is Walter with Apology Radio. I want to ask for y'all good friends of ours to go on and click that button there and become my friends on the Bookface a uh, uh, Facebook backslash Apology Radio. Become my friend on YouTube. That there t- uh, twerker, the twerker. I want to. I want to talk to you on the twerking and send me out a twerk. What? Where? What? Twitter, Apologia Radio on Twitter, and also want to tell you we talk about apologetics and theology, and we do a lot of swing dancing, and we make a delicious chicken creme, ApologyRadio.com.
4: Need a cat with no peace Need to pack a piece of heat But his peace decreased, Cause the dirty flesh reeks So seek the deceased. Don't be weak like treating those you meet With the greed and deceit Beat the flesh down like rocky ball meat Make it taste feet Like a full fetish freak Please let us seek Joy gentle peace please Patience for the peeps Be meek when we speak Faithful goodness and self-control Don't go for delf like a solo show Galatians 5 22 24 Oh! 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 Ha!
3: Wow. Welcome back to Apologia Radio. That was Vocab Malone live with the bear on the ones and twos.
4: That's right, man. I'm just
3: chilling. This is never happening again. This is a once in a lifetime thing. So, with that, we want to switch topics a little bit.
2: Something a little bit more
3: serious. Yeah. We were going to pull a data, as Vocab mentioned in the last segment. And 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 switch it to something a little more serious. So it's
2: still about brotherly love though, actually.
3: Yeah. It is. So um I'm gonna pull this uh here video up. Um
2: Because that was something you're supposed to do before you know we started the segment.
3: I had it <laughs> I had it up before and then I forgot that I took it down.
2: Oh, uh, okay. So we're gonna talk about Planned Parenthood. Yeah, I'll go ahead and start it off, okay? Yeah, go ahead while I pull it up. So I mean as most of the world knows now that uh, Planned Parenthood was caught selling aborted babies' organs uh, through an undercover operation. It took like two and a half years. Mm-hmm. And there was a video of one of the top executive doctors for Planned Parenthood. And I said doctors with square, scare quotes, but you can't, you can't see the scare square, quotes. Square quotes. Square quotes. Yeah. <laughs> and so anyway, so she was caught admitting that hey, you know, we we can crush a baby's head in such a way that we don't damage the heart and you can get the heart or you can get the liver. And and it rightfully so, people were outraged and angered about it. Yeah. And and, and I actually had a lot to say on this because for me, like I saw like all the outrage for this and I was just like left scratching my head like They have to kill the babies and they've been doing, they've been killing the babies for 40 to 50 years. But this is what gets everybody riled up on Twitter. Right. Like this is, this is obvious. Like uh, a friend of mine a while back ago did a campaign for Stericycle, which was the name of uh, the company that actually takes the medical waste, as they call it. It takes the aborted babies and it, and Stericycle is the name of the company that transports the, transports them to incinerators in North Carolina. And I've seen these; they're they're not, they weren't too far away from where I lived. And so they're these towering like pillars. They look like actually the furnaces you would see in concentration camps. Mm. And like you just see smoke and ashes coming out of it all day. Mm. And it is the burning of the m- medical waste. In scare quotes again. So like that that is that's the business that's been going on for 50 years and uh m- my friend actually they were actually using like rider or budget rental cars or something like that and he actually was able to get budget or rider to stop leasing trucks to oh, them wow. uh one because they were illegally using it to dispose of medical waste uh they were just using non-refrigerated trucks mm. and stuff but so it was i mean i mean it's just crazy like so so like the fact that she's talking about this disgusting act of of trading organs and people were outraged and it was as it was almost as if the internet learned about abortion for the first time. Mm. And like that's I was just like what what's happening? Like what? Like why is that why does that bother us but like the act of like murdering the child not. Well like I don't understand. I just it was it was kind of weird to me
4: hey did you guys hear that uh planned parenthood uh they apologized they did yeah can i read you part of the apology yeah you guys will it's like one of the things where so we don't want to cry so we'll, we'll we'll laugh so listen to cecil richard's apology in the video one of our staff members speaks in a way that does not reflect that compassion this is unacceptable and i personally apologize for the staff members tone and statements as always if there's ever any aspect of our work that can be strengthened, we want to know about it and take swift action to address it. <laughs> our top priority is the passionate care that we provide. <laughs> That's uh, Cecil Richards there. Okay. Um, Why does she have like, to
2: be compassionate right. f- uh, over what? Right. Uh, I, mean, I mean, like, you don't...
3: You don't want them to be compassionate, actually. You want them to be robotic. You want them to not have feelings.
4: Well, because, like, you know, when you have the the... The, like forceps, like the kind of like the vice grips, and you like have them on the baby's temple and you gotta crush her skull. You gotta make sure you do that in a compassionate way, you know, things like that. But it's just medical
2: waste. It's just snap, trading of organs.
4: When you snap the spine, you know, like mm. Kurt Gosnell, you know, mm. you, you gotta do that in a compassionate way. <laughs> All right. so, so
2: is it only wrong because the tone? Like, is that what she's saying? Yeah, well of course they're not, they're not gonna say, uh <laughs> they're not gonna
4: say that what they do is wrong. I mean, for them to call it compassion, of course, is a a blasphemous misuse of the word compassion, of course. Yeah. But, I mean, there, at, at least they recognized there was something wrong about the cavalier way in which Homegirl was talking about selling <laughs> human parts yeah. Oh, for she's profit. sipping wine,
2: eating a salad.
3: And, yeah. And this wasn't, like, some staff member either. So she's, like, high-ranking, like, some executive in Planned Parenthood.
4: Yeah, she's, like, uh, high, up, high up there. And, I <laughs> mean, the... the The whole thing is crazy and sad, but I've seen a whole bunch, you know, on the what you might call the left, whatever you call it, but in that blogosphere, that world, a lot of the media outlets. Are doing all this um, damage control of they're not really selling body oh, yeah. parts. Patheos. And the the edited version tells the real story. But, I mean, by the way, the people that released the video, the secret undercover video, also released an unedited it's version. It's Two and a so half they're, hours they're, long. Yeah, yeah, So they're really and, not trying to hide anything. And they're they the put, ones who released yeah. it.
2: And they put a frame count on the video yep. just to make sure, like nothing yeah. was
4: cut. But the, you see, these essentially, <laughs> I mean, these apologists for murder jumping up and down. Uh, trying to like explain away what it is you know on salon or mother jones or uh-huh. whatever it is and it's just it's well, crazy to see the defenses their, for this the main
2: defense is that obviously because they're not humans that it doesn't count as organ trade yeah. it's tissue yeah it's just tissue although it, they didn't learn like basic medical like i think when i was in like high school science a lot of tissue makes an organ Right. So you have a lot of cells make a tissue,
4: a lot of tissue, make an organ and organs make a body like that's like basic. Can I quote Dr. Nicka Tola here? Mm. Yes, yeah, sure. You're just kind of cognizant of where you put your graspers. You try to intentionally go above and below the thorax mm. so that, you know, we've been very good at getting heart, lung, liver, because we know that. So I'm not going to crush that part. I'm going to basically crush below. I'm going to crush above and I'm going to see if I can get it all intact. Mm hmm. The reasons why, of course, is because then you sell, yeah, and then they'll say, um, oh yeah, we charge for shipping, but all the real costs are, are upcharged to shipping, yeah. So like on eBay, where something is two ninety nine, you're like, oh great, and shipping's like eighty nine dollars, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. what a- <laughs> and you're like, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's kind of what they do. Mm. My understanding of how they sell the body parts. Mm. Because you're not really uh, allowed to, to do it that way. But look at this one. She's asked about a price. This is a little-
2: they're, to, they're a non-profit organization, so everything they do is reimbursement. Yeah. Because they can't make a... Like, that's how it works. So that's just the, that's the dumbest, most ridiculous thing, Like answer. Like, if, if a non-profit organization hires a janitor to come and clean the windows, it's just a reimbursement. Like, everything's mm. reimbursement. Like, that's how that works.
4: Yeah. <laughs> uh, they were asked about a price, and yeah. here's what she said. In the, this is in the video. I would say it's probably anywhere from 30 to to $100, depending on the facility and what's invo- involved. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's, like, these little... Have you seen mm-hmm. those little order sheets online yeah. where you, like, order the yeah. body part that you want? Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's I mean... It should ex- hopefully it wakes people up and exposes the dark reality of this blood money mm. of this of this industry. That's whole service is to kill people. Mm. I mean that's we we know abortion is bad. The reason why this hopefully is shocking is because we're hoping people see how bad the whole thing really is from A to Z. And this is also involved. Kirk Gosnell is another example. You mm. just go down the list and say. Look at what this produces. Is this something that we should allow in our society?
2: Okay, so so here's the thing. It's obvious that she is talking about selling organs, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so this Pathius article that comes out and tries to defend it says, "Here's the deal: selling body parts is illegal, donating tissue is fine." Right? Okay, so that that is that is a fallacy because a tissue and and organs are two separate. Medical classifications, right? So, so either they are intact hearts composed of tissue, or they're just tissue. Like, mm. what is it? Like, y- you know what I mean? And so, and and so here's it goes on to say, uh, uh, it's no different when people die and their perfectly good organs are donated to someone else <laughs> who might need it. Now, wait a minute, <laughs> who's dying here? Right. Like, when somebody dies naturally and they donate their right. organs, okay. Right. But these children are being murdered right. by their own mothers. And and our response is, well, hey, look, I, you know, I can murder you and, you know, give the donation. You know, we'll just donate your tissues. What if, like, a friend of yours needs a new heart and you just go and, like, shoot somebody and grab their organs, you know? Like, right. isn't that the logical conclusion of this? Like, yeah. it's okay, man. Like... You know, we, the organs were needed for science. For science, man. It's all about it, science.
3: You know, it'd be like it'd be like if uh if the Nazis in World War Two were killing all the Jews and then they donated their organs for science. Yeah. And said, Well, you know, it's the same thing, like someone dies and they donate their organs, you know, these people are dead. We're just instead of wasting their organs, oh my gosh. We're gonna use them for science.
4: Well, they did use their skin for lampshades right. Right, and I things know. like that. So yeah. But listen to U.S. federal law. And people are appalled by that, right? Yeah, Yeah. rightfully so. It shall be unlawful for any person to knowingly acquire, receive, or otherwise transfer any human fetal tissue for valuable consideration if the transfer affects interstate commerce. And under the guidelines, uh, the woman is supposed to give her consent, and she's supposed to know all the, the risks, and, quote, no alteration of the timing method or procedures used to terminate the pregnancy can be made solely for the purpose of obtaining the tissue. Mm. It sounds like to me, they're saying the under what I can see on this HHS website is you can't do the procedure differently to save certain parts. It can you can't alter what you're supposed to do for it, but that's exactly what she's discussing doing. But there's no, there's no one that tracks this, you know, there's no like agency or anything like that. It's not yeah. being tracked. It's just uh it's really like a wild black market. And she admits that in the video.
3: Like she says that this is not something that's openly discussed. It can't be like it's discussed behind closed doors.
2: Obviously. Right. While eating salads. Right. Drinking wine. Yeah. So I just wanna I just need to say something about uh the Republican Party for a minute, please. I just wanna Uh-oh. say I, I have to say this. For the for the GOP to come out and be like, we're against this. We're gonna, we're gonna defund Planned Parenthood. We're gonna use this as an election, whatever. Uh, no, you're not. <laughs> You've had 50 years to do that, and they're like, what is different about this than what's been going on for the past 50 years? Like, it it bugs me to no end to see the GOP. It's this fake self-righteousness that now all of a sudden. We're gonna change this. We're gonna stop. We're gonna defund Planned Parenthood. No, you're not. You're like you like. I know. Like I know. Like I, I said that on Facebook, and somebody was like, "Well, you're not being like real post mill optimistic, are you?" And it's like, well, post millennialism, post millennials optimism is rooted in what Jesus does, and I can be, as Gary Demar says, a short term pessimist and a long term optimist, mm-hmm. and so, so I I do not believe that. The Republicans, and I, I hope they prove me wrong, I really do, but I do not believe that they are going to do what it takes and to put in the fight and the sweat and the blood it's going to take to shut down Planned Parenthood's fund, even, even the funding, but to shut down Planned Parenthood at all, there's no, it's no way. And so so I just, I just want to, as we come into the election season, just because a candidate says they're pro-life does not mean that they're going to do anything about it. And some will. I, I believe that some might. But d- overwhelmingly, I'm, I'm very pessimistic on it, that it issue. It does
4: look like Rand Paul sent out a campaign message yes, and sir. he's asking uh, yep. his supporters to sign a defund Planned Parenthood petition.
2: Yeah, and, and so uh, when I said some candidates might do something, Rand Paul was definitely one of the ones that I think might have the best shot. Um,
3: yeah. but uh, you're, you're talking about the difference between you as know, well, yeah, ending as, it now in incrementalism. Let's just
2: put it this way: as long as Fox News gives more time to Donald Trump than Rand Paul, <laughs> we're in trouble. Like, <laughs> I mean, ser- I mean, seriously, like, you know? Yeah, no,
4: you're exactly right. I think you're exactly right.
2: It's like, seriously, Donald Trump is go- is the guy you guys are like big on now. Like Donald Trump, you're, you're like, could you imagine? Like that would that would be like us spending more time talking about Joel Osteen. Than sound theology, mm. like, right, like like we're making a mockery of yeah. our own position. Like the Fox News is supposed to, and then we be, sound like urban theologian. Yeah, sure. Fox, <laughs> Fox News is supposed to be on the side of the Republican Party, right. and yet the the legitimate candidates they don't give any credibility to, and the and the the joke candidates they give all the time, and and uh, to like it's outrageous.
3: Yeah. So, are right, are you done? Are you off your soapbox?
2: <laughs> Sorry, man. Politics no, okay. seasons, man. Get, used, okay. to it. I get just, used to it. Get used to it. 2016 is coming. I'm gonna go I, crazy. I up. didn't
3: want to. I didn't want to interrupt you if you were still going. So, no, I'm good. Man. Okay, I'm good. I'm, I'm calm uh, down now. So I want. Yeah, I wanted to read <laughs> some
4: more of this article from Pathos. Um, let's do it when we come back from a break. Okay, let's do it. Let me get a song. <laughs> while while you're doing that, I encourage people to Google a Life News article about this. Obama admin faces questions over a secret grant it made to Planned Parenthood abortion biz. And so there's actually, the Obama administration has went out of its way to support Planned Parenthood when different centers are going to mm. get shut get down. Out. They come and swoop in and oh, save yeah. the day mm-hmm. with uh, federal money. And get run, uh, out, uh, Bocap. They've done. The
2: Obama administration?
4: No, but just, speci- Seriously. not just the, you know, hey, I, I support this, that, <laughs> but the way they've done it sort yeah. of over the top. They've done something
2: yeah. crazy and over the top. <laughs> Unbelievable,
4: man! So check out. Get out of here! Check out that article. Eulogy <laughs> <laughs> of radio.
3: Marcus wants me to shut the vocab up, apparently, and I forgot this was really fuzzy for some reason, so we're just gonna deal with it. So we'll see on the other side. Listen to beautiful eulogy. Singing entitlement. Eulogy of radio will be right
4: back.
0: Limited in mind, limited in body. Ruler of- authority like where the ones who are mentality on the majority this morning metaphorically morphing into a misinformed form. Hi, I'm Matthew and I'm Sam and we have a new podcast called the Reform Kid Cast where we go through the catechism with our daddy. It's a lot of fun and your kid will love it. Please go suscri- sub- subscribe 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 on iTunes. Mm-hmm. We'll see you on the Reform Katecast.
2: Go well, Michael Myers for you. Yes, sir. ApologyRadio.com. Well, we needed something kind of appropriate for slashing babies and ripping out their organs and Michael Myers seemed like an appropriate comparison, you know, trying to be relevant.
3: Now that we've just grossed a lot of people out. Um, so welcome back to apology of radio. And I wanted to, I was mentioned at the end of the last segment, uh, I wanted to read something else from this article and I wanted to, uh, set this up a little bit here. So, um, one thing in the video, I'm not going to play any more of that video, but there's a point where, um, two things I want to mention. One, there's a point where she talks about how they know on the day of the abortions, they know like what organs specifically that they need to harvest. And so that they'll basically have a, like a staff meeting in the morning and sit down with all these, all the doctors, all the, all the, uh, hired murderers, I should say, and and figure out which ones they need to uh save, which which girls are gonna be the best opportunity to save those specific organs. So they'll like plan ahead, you know, and they'll sit there on the ultrasound and make sure they're getting those specific organs that they need to get for the day. Um and then um one one thing with the where we left off with that video um she mentions we just started to get into like the whole breach discussion. And so she talks about how, you know, babies naturally, they should come out head first. And she talks about how they make, they will actually flip them around. So they come out, um, breech, meaning they come out feet first so that they can harvest all those organs and then crush the head later. And then if you watch a video, that's what's called partial birth abortion, which has been outlawed. Um, but regardless, it's all murder. You know, and so it all should be out loud, but, um, yeah. So she talks very specifically about that. Um, and, uh, so here in this article from Pathos, we kind of mentioned this a little bit, but, um, you know, we, she, the author says it's no different than when people die, you know, and the organs are donated. And then the end of that paragraph, um, I'm going to quote this. It says, if I describe the process to you in detail, you might be disgusted but the principle behind it is actually pretty damn noble. Wow, okay. Um, What is noble? What is their definition of noble? Noble is murdering somebody and saving their organs and selling them. That's what noble is?
2: Apparently, you know, up is down, down is right, left is, you know, I mean, goodness gracious. But I I think the problem is that maybe, like, one of the good things about this is that you can't hide behind uh, propaganda-like choice and a woman's right to choose and it's a tissue. Like, you can't do it anymore. Like, it's obvious it's 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 very clear that the people in the higher ups of Planned Parenthood know that they're murdering babies, and and I think the best thing that we can do now is to not use soft language yep. when discussing this anymore. Like we cannot, we we cannot use the language of the incrementalist, um, the soft labels. Uh, you know, a woman's she's just in a tough position, mm. you know, or or like all this stuff, or you know, like uh, Abby Johnson is known for um, saying that um, the the employee, the workers who work in the abortion ministry, they just need other options. You know, it's like no, like these people are murderers. From the mom who who pays for the murderer to the murderer who works at the clinic to the murderers who come and pick up the medical waste uh-huh. and burn them in the incinerator for sterile cycle the entire industry is a murderous regime right <laughs> and we need to stop using soft language as a way to try to win um like we're going to lose the propaganda war if uh, on abortion if we don't come out and speak the truth clearly for what it is that's the only way you can fight propaganda is with truth and coming up with your own softer propaganda is not the way to do it like it just doesn't it would never work you don't you don't defeat what was happening in nazi germany Mm -hmm. by not calling concentration camps concentration camps you know you know what i mean like that is exactly what they were and that's how we won is by exposing what was really there and you know shooting through the propaganda and the lies and distortion so where
3: is uh is there like a good film or something maybe someone could watch if they were interested in that topic
2: uh, babies are murdered here oh yeah yeah we posted on the facebook page oh, okay and uh it's on youtube for free completely it's completely free and babies are murdered here.com you know i think we should just ask people right now just to take that movie it's free on youtube and send it to every politician that you know. Serious. Like, send it to everybody on Twitter that is uh, high-ranking and has authority on this issue and has a platform for this issue. Send it to them. It is a great film. And it really talks about the truth of using the term murder for what abortion is. And this is what needs to happen now. And, like, now is a really good time, I think, while it's fresh on people's minds again. And so... Uh let me just say this, let me offer some hope because this is a thought that occurred to me. I think last week on the show I was talking about how um Nineveh like had 40 days to repent mm-hmm. and they did in 40 days. It was like that quick. And I think one of the good things about what happened this week is look at how quickly the conversation got turned against abortion mm-hmm. nationwide. Like it doesn't take long, right? So mm-hmm. like I think there's hope. Like there's hope that God can still wake us up at any moment to our sin. And yeah. it, and it was uh it was uh what Doug Wilson said was really good. He says if in this long chess game we uh get ogre uh we get was it ogrefell, I forget what, how to pronounce it, but we get ogrefell and and they lose ro then I will take uh I will take a a, a queen for a rook any day. And so, so like, I think that like in the long-term chess game, like, you know, if we could get rid of abortion now, like that would be a huge victory. And I think it can happen. I We just have to motive, be, we have to be, uh, very deliberate and strong and, and organized. And, you know, I'm going through the thing where Michael Brown is talking about, um, the, just the, movement and the organization and the structure the homosexual lobby had in the 60s, 70s, Mm -hmm. till 2015. And when I think about their organization and their skill, like there's no one in Christianity right now that I could say is rivaling their intensity Mm. and organization in, in any other social issue homosexuality uh abortion slave trade sex sex trade none of that like no christian has that level of dedication and that that's our judgment so mm. you know this is a war you know it's a war and we need to fight it yeah. And instead of sitting back and thinking everything's gonna get worse right vocab
4: Yeah, I mean, I hope these these revelations stick in people's minds (laughs) because the media always under-reports it. Um, Oh, yeah. I mean, they're not able to get away from it totally, but they they definitely, generally speaking, don't do it justice. Mm -hmm. And I was just talking to someone the other day about Kermit Gosling, whom I've name-dropped a few times in this, already people have forgot or even never yeah. heard, even people yeah. that I've talked yeah. to that are aware of these types of things. And he's the abortion uh, d- doctor out there that was in Pennsylvania that they called his clinic House of Horrors. Now, we know they all are, but his was over the top. Yeah, And I mean, I don't want people to forget about him either. I mean, uh, I mean if we had time, I would talk about Gosnell. I mean, I know it's kind of changing the subject. I do want people to remember, though, what Planned Parenthood is does and what they're doing, mm. and the lack of compassion and cold heartedness in in the in this whole industry that they've yeah. created. Have you seen Babies and Murder here? I haven't
2: seen all of it.
3: We what have is... like about two hundred copies, so I'll give you like as many as you want when you leave. All right, thank for real. Sorry, Marcus.
2: Man, that's okay, man. Sorry, I'll get that. over it.
3: That's all okay.
4: Right. Marcus has never listened to Urban Theologian.
2: I've never listened to Urban Theologian. That's true.
4: Well, jeez, I guess we. You have to you have to watch you have to listen to about uh, uh, eight of them and then I'll watch the two-hour movie.
2: Yeah, sounds sounds like a a good trade-off. Uh, okay,
4: so let me. Uh, okay, I'm gonna leave us out
3: with uh with this this quote and this is this kind of sums up, I think, what we're what we're up against and this is um from someone named Amanda Marcote. This was in the Pathos article. So she says, abortion is gross, no doubt about it. It becomes grosser the later in a pregnancy it gets, but so is heart surgery, so is childbirth for that matter. We don't deny people who need help in those cases because the help is gross, nor should we deny people that help when it comes to needing abortion.
4: Comparing childbirth to abortion, the problem with abortion is not that it's gross, it's that it's murder.
3: Yeah, exactly, and it's not needed heart surgery is needed murdering your child is not needed
2: nope not ever
3: and so that's like Marcus said we need to change the, the discussion they're trying to they're trying to change the language and we need to make sure that doesn't happen and call it what it is so this has been another episode of Apologia Radio I'm super excited because Vocab got to be here as you noticed the music was good today because Jeff wasn't here is that what you are trying it, to say I didn't say that
2: you can He's check up. us out
3: on ApologiaRadio.com. Apologia you can check us out on YouTube.
2: Sign up for all access. Sign up
3: for all access. Seven
2: ninety five a month, Apologia TV, and a whole bunch of other great Go stuff. Up. Have
4: you signed up for all access yet? No, but I encourage listeners on, to also man. check out UrbanTheologianRadio.com when man. you get a chance. Come
2: on, man. man.
3: We love Vocab and Urban Theologian, Pastor V, the Bob Father. Mm-hmm. You can also check him out at Roosevelt Community Church. At ORG. Yes, sir. All right, y'all. It's been a great episode. I'm excited to, to hear it. We'll see you next week. Peace out. My head's
0: been wet with the midnight dew. I've been down on bended knee, talking to the man from Cal. Hi, this is Jeff Durbin with Apologia Radio. You can get us at ApologiaRadio.com. I'm also the pastor at Apologia Church in Tempe. You can get us at ApologiaChurch.com. want to invite you guys to join us for worship, the Word, and fellowship on Sundays at 4 p.m. And that's Joy Tempe.
1: Hey there. We are a family-integrated church,
3: so we invite you to bring your whole family to worship with us. This is Luke Pearson, the ministry bear, also discipleship pastor at Apologia Church. Like Jeff mentioned, we are now meeting at a new location and time, 4 p.m. on Sunday afternoons at Arizona Community Church. That's 9325 South Rural Road in Tempe. We're meeting in the Community Center, and that is between Warner and Ray off of Rural. Again, you can reach us on them internets at com.
0: Delicious beards are encouraged but not required. (laughs) Glory!